Chapter 12 Wedding Bells Epilogue Note Chapter 11 ended in November, and this chapter begins in June of the following year. Remus let out a deep exhale as the low buzzing sound washed over him. It was now the start of summer, and the bees were very active as the veiled intruder poked and prodded around their hives. This particular hive was very full, and Remus made a mental note to add another box to it. Last weekend, he and Sirius had painted about a dozen bee boxes, getting them ready for the summer. At the end of their painting session, Sirius had dipped his right hand entirely into the bucket of blue paint and then pressed a handprint onto one of the boxes. Remus had started to fondly chastise him along the lines of exactly the type of behavior your godson would do. But Sirius's winning smile had stopped him again. Sirius then convinced Remus to do the same, albeit with his left hand, and in a different color. Remus smiled as he dipped his hands into the viscous can of green and pressed it carefully against the wood of the box. His left pinky crossed with Sirius's as if their fingers were linked. As he opened the last hive of today's rotations, Remus heard the back porch door slide open. Running footsteps soon followed. Re, baby, guess what? Big news! Remus turned to see Sirius bounding towards him, a huge grin on his face, a face that was not covered with a veil. Wait, Sirius, bees! Remus warned, but Sirius was not deterred. It's okay, they love me. I got the job! The principal just called me to finalize everything in the fall. I will be Hogwarts Elementary School's new kindergarten teacher. Oh my god, that's amazing. Remus knew how hard Sirius had worked for this, how he had returned to school to finish his degree while simultaneously student teaching and taking lots of teacher preparation tests in the last few months. I am so proud of you. I get to decorate my classroom in August. I'm so excited. Sirius, you are gonna be an amazing kindergarten teacher. I'm so proud of you, Remus repeated. Remus finished up with the bees, removed his jacket and hood, and made his way back into the farmhouse. In the last few weeks, Sirius had officially moved in, against the judgment of their friends. Remus admitted it was a little early in the relationship, but everything just seemed right. Sirius was already at the house most of the time, in favor of the small studio apartment he rented near campus. When his lease ended at the end of the final semester of college, the two boyfriends agreed it was time to make the step. When James had pulled Remus aside to ask if he was sure it was a good idea, Remus had a response planned in case Lily had come with the same question. If I don't take him in, I'm sure he wouldn't mind living with you. While he looks for housing, it would probably only be a few months. Plus that way he'd be right there to help with the wedding preparations. James had quickly backed down, suddenly offering his full support for Sirius's movement to the farmhouse. Oh, congratulations again, Sirius, Remus said as he joined his boyfriend in the kitchen. You deserve this, so I'm not surprised, but that doesn't mean we can't celebrate. Thanks, baby, Sirius smiled. Hogwarts is in Harry's district. What if I'm his teacher one day? It's also a pretty direct drive from your house. I imagine you would be in about five years, and I'm sure you'll make plenty of chaos with him as your student, Remus said. But hey, this is your house too, remember? Yeah, Sirius said, though with a furrowed brow. Hey, Remus said again, just because you don't pay me rent doesn't mean you don't live here, which you don't have to do. 
because this house was paid off a long time ago. He raised his voice at the end, proactively cutting off Sirius's insistence that he should pay rent, so far the only argument that the couple had had after the move-in. Sirius, you make this house a home. I'm so glad you live here, and you can call it your house too. Okay, Sirius agreed with a small smile. After a beat, the smile turned devious, and he leaned in to kiss Remus's jaw while whispering. Did you say something about celebrating? Remus grinned. Well, I was thinking of taking a shower first so I don't smell like smoke all day. We can celebrate however you want after. Although, he smirked, you could join me in the shower if you wanted. Yes, definitely. Sirius all but dragged Remus down the hallway. Well, this is the dress, Lily said flatly. She had seemed fine in the car, but since entering the shop for her wedding dress fitting, her words had become clipped or even cold. Lily, it, you, Remus corrected, you look beautiful. The wedding gown had a long train, and if you stared at the pattern long enough, tiny white flowers made up the body of the dress. Well, Lily said again, looking at herself with a neutral expression. Hair and makeup will be different, but the shoes are the same. Do you think it's the right length? Remus had no way of knowing if the dress was the right length, having never attended a wedding dress fitting appointment, nor ever having taken a very close look at the few white dresses he had ever seen in action. I, I think it looks great. Does it feel good? Lily sighed, slumping her shoulders. I'm sorry for dragging you here. I just... Why is it that family always manages to disappoint you, even when you're expecting it? Like, it's not like this snuck up on me. They've always been awful to James, and then about me being pregnant, and even with Harry. Tears started to well in her eyes. Lily, Remus began, trying to console her. No, I'm fine, I'm... She began, then cut herself off with a laugh. I'm not going to cry while standing on this box in my wedding dress, that's for damn sure. Have you had lunch yet? Thirty minutes later, Remus and Lily faced each other over a big plate of nachos atop a small glass bistro table. Mom and Petunia were supposed to come with me to the fitting, Lily explained. But Mom texted me this morning saying they weren't. No explanation. But a few minutes later, Petunia texted, racist rant included. Fucking bitch. I'm so sorry, Lily. Remus felt out of place with the wedding gown decisions, but he knew how to be a comfort to a friend. I may not have much experience with weddings, but at least you're still marrying the same person, right? And Sirius and I will be there, and Alice, and lots of other people who you're close to, who love you. Lily smiled sadly. Thank you, Remus. I'm just being dramatic about everything. No, you're not, Remus said firmly. You have every right to be upset, but you also have reasons to believe that it'll be okay. Lily nodded. I wonder how things are going at the tux shop. Remus laughed. If I had to make a guess, I'd say chaotic, but fun. The engaged couple had planned their tuxedo and dress fittings for the same day. Where Lily was supposed to be accompanied by her mother and sister, who was her maid of honor, James was accompanied by Sirius and Harry. All three were getting tuxedos for the big day, as Sirius was the best man and baby Harry was the ring bearer. Since baby Harry was only six months old, Remus held the esteemed title Ring Bearer Bearer and would be carrying the little lad up to his parents to present the rings. 
Everything is going to be fine, Lily said through a mouthful of nachos. I don't need a maid of honor to get married, and I was already going to be walking down the aisle alone, so no worries there. Yeah, Remus agreed. Everything's gonna be fine. Okay, this is fine. This is fine. James is getting married today. I can't find my watch. This is fine. Oh, there it is. Fine. I have found my watch. Putting on my watch, everything is fine. Serious, Remus interrupted, small smile growing. It is gonna be fun. Remus hadn't expected Sirius to be so worked up over the wedding this afternoon, but found it rather adorable. He was so glad that Sirius and James had each other in their lives, and that Sirius had been able to grow away from his oppressive family because of James. Don't tease me, this is a big day. I'm giving a speech, Sirius protested. And you love attention, and you practiced it about a hundred times, so it's gonna be great, Remus said placatingly. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Will you have worn a hole in the carpet by then? What does that mean? Sirius sounded genuinely confused. Remus loved all the little genuine faces that Sirius made. The man was so expressive and such a social chameleon that his face often just fit the mood or was worn like a mask. But around James and Lily, and especially when alone with Remus, his faces were natural. Remus pulled him in for a searing kiss. Just because I could, he smirked as Sirius spluttered, asking what the occasion was for such a display. It means don't pay so much that you wear out the carpet. I'll be back soon with Harry. I love you. I love you too. When Remus returned, Sirius was in his tux, and Remus momentarily wished he didn't have a baby in his arms. You, he said, are keeping that on until we get home tonight. Oh, Sirius asked, eyebrows raised, you like it? And then I'm gonna take it off, Remus finished seriously. Sirius just grinned. An hour later, Remus and Harry were alone at the farmhouse. James had picked up Sirius to go to the venue early, and for the two of them to calm each other down, James was practically bouncing with excitement in the seat of the car. Well, I guess it's just me and you now, little man. Remus said, looking into Harry's wide green eyes. What should we do to pass the time? The infant promptly fell asleep. <laughs> Works for me, Remus whispered and opened a book with one hand. At this time, Effie Potter and Lily should arrive at the venue and would be getting ready in the back, and Sirius and James should be arriving soon to either calm each other down or freak out with each other. Remus was waiting to put his suit on until just before leaving in order to decrease the odds of Harry spitting up on it. Harry's tuxedo would be put on even later than that, only once they arrived at the venue. Monty Potter was in charge of the little tyke's wardrobe change. Remus liked James's parents and especially liked how much Sirius liked them. He knew he was in a little found family unit with his friends and boyfriend. But moments like the big wedding day, with excitement and moving pieces and pressure, highlighted how much love and support there was between everyone. Good luck, Chom, from someone special, Remus called against the oak door. Come in, come in, Lily's voice responded. Remus ushered a tuxedo-clad Harry into the room and Lily cooed. Absolutely precious, she said. And you look great, Remus. Remus laughed. Thank you, Lily. You are a stunning bride. 
Lily smiled at the compliment, but her attention was largely focused on her son. I want to hold him so bad, but I promised Effie I wouldn't until after the ceremony. It would probably put a bit of a damper on things if the dress got stained in the next half hour. Probably, Remus conceded. I didn't tell Effie I want to give him a little tickle, though. She proceeded to fawn over Harry, much to the baby's delight. A knock on the door was barely heard over his giggles. Come in, Lily called. The door opened slowly, and when Lily looked up, Remus saw the surprise on her face. Mom, she said cautiously. I'm so sorry, sweetie, a woman's voice said. It's just me, but I wanted to be here for you. There's nowhere else I want to be during my baby girl's wedding day. If you'll have me. Remus, can you give us a minute? Lily said, and Remus quickly departed. But when he looked back to shut the door softly, Lily had her arms tightly wrapped around her mother. Remus took his seat as the music began playing. Harry was quietly attentive in his arms, green eyes taking in everything around him. The wedding wasn't large, but there were plenty of new faces for him to stare at. A wall of glass was to the front of the chairs. Lush forest and dark blue lake dominated the view, but Remus was distracted by the view preceding the window. Sirius looked stoically handsome in his grey-accented tuxedo, complimenting but not quite matching James's all-black one. The two men were smiling. James looked down the aisle past Remus and Sirius was looking right at Remus. Remus turned in his seat to watch Lily gracefully walk down the aisle. She slowed by Remus to give Harry a little wave, but didn't stop until she reached the front of the room. She turned to one side to nod and reach out her hand, and her mother stood from her seat to join her at her side. The older woman looked as if she had spent quite a bit of time crying off and reapplying eye makeup, and the scene of Lily squeezing her hand made a few people in the audience reach for tissues. Lily turned to face James, and the couple grinned at each other. The ceremony was short, their vows were perfect, and Harry didn't cry once. The crowd beamed when Harry and Remus bore the rings and James took a moment to fawn over his son. Soon enough, James and Lily were officially husband and wife, and the party moved into a bigger room with tables set for the reception meal. Remus and Harry sat with James's parents, and while the wedding party was stationed at the front of the room, after everyone had started their meals, Remus heard a familiar voice broadcasting over the audio system. Well, I am a teacher, but I'm not going to stop you from eating while I talk, Sirius started. I would like to give a short best man speech for the news couple. He was standing at his table, champagne glass in one hand, microphone in the other. First of all, Lily, it's not too late. We can run away together, just you and me. And Harry, of course. We'll just tell people that he spends a lot of time in the sun, and his pale parents use a lot of sunscreen for themselves, but not their six-month-old. A few laughs went around the room and Remus smiled as he saw his boyfriend begin to get comfortable. He bounced baby Harry on his knee. The tyke was currently fascinated with Remus's tie and in the act of grabbing it. No, don't worry, James. I'm only kidding. You see, everyone, I made a promise to Jamie an entire seven years ago. The promise was this. I solemnly swear, and yes, he used those exact words. A laugh went around the room and Remus found himself leaning forward to listen. Sirius hadn't let Remus hear his practice runs of his speech, and this was sounding like the start of a story he hadn't heard. I had to tell him, I solemnly swear to not ask out Lily Evans. 
That was the second draft though, because at first it was, I solemnly swear to not ask out that beautiful red-haired girl. Never mind the fact that she wasn't exactly my type. I'm more into brunettes. The audience that knew Sirius well laughed heartily, but a few of the Potter's friends and extended family looked confused by the joke. Sirius didn't seem to notice and his eyes were locked on Remus. I first met James when I walked into what I thought was my dorm room, but was shocked to find out it was our dorm room. Sirius paused to shake his head at the memory. And he quickly became my best friend and one of the most important people in my life. A year later, Lily Evans became one of the most important people in my life too. Found family perfectly describes the group of people that Lily and James have surrounded themselves with, and I am lucky to be one of those people. And now, with baby Harry, my godson, Sirius stopped for a moment to grin at Harry in Remus's arms, and with officially tying the knot today, they are the perfect family in every way. The love and joy that Harry James Potter knows and will continue to know is testament to the love and bond that James and Lily share. Only months before Harry was due, the couple was conquering their deepest and darkest fears out of love for their child. To be able to raise Harry in a world that has bees and snakes and the dark and still be curious and excited and happy is something that James and Lily worked hard for. Plus, during that time, one of them was reduced to a hormonal and emotional wreck from the impending due date and the other one was pregnant. The audience laughed heartily and the table in the front of the room, Lily was giving James a side-eyed appraisal that said, he's right. James was holding her hand, alternating between watching Sirius and studying the bands on his and his now wife's fingers. To James and Lily, I love you both so much. I'm honored to celebrate your wedding with you today. Keep being yourselves. At this last sentence, Sirius's words were beginning to get choked up, and Remus could tell his boyfriend had been classy-eyed for much of the ceremony already. Remus pushed his chair back and stood, holding Harry in one arm, and raised a glass of champagne with the other. To James and Lily, he repeated. The room echoed him shortly, and soon the music had resumed and the conversations had picked up again. I'm proud of that boy, Remus heard Effie whisper to her husband, while surreptitiously retrieving yet another tissue from her purse. Remus looked right at Sirius, who was now in a tight embrace with the bride, and was about to walk over with Harry when Monty interrupted his thoughts. Remus, let me have my godson for a while now. You've had him the entire ceremony, and I know he gets heavier the longer you hold him. Remus smiled and acquiesced, handing the six-month-old to Fleamont. Did you like my speech? Sirius asked. It was perfect, Remus grinned. You were perfect. I almost got a little distracted, you know, Sirius confided, and Remus raised his eyebrows silently. Because you look insanely adorable holding Harry. As the newlywed couple made their way onto the dance floor, the music once again changed. Their first dance song was something orchestral and soft, but it looked like it had a complicated pattern to it. James and Lily's feet moved in synchronous steps and movements, and Remus suddenly realized that James may have not been joking when he said he and Lily were taking dance classes. A twist here, a twirl there, even a couple of lifts thrown in, and soon the entire crowd was silently watching. 
Only because their movements were so perfect before did the crowd immediately realize a mistake when Lily rolled an ankle in her heels after spinning with James. Her husband caught her quickly, but as they resumed, they both seemed less confident in their steps. Suddenly, they were both holding back laughter as they half-heartedly followed their practiced movements and wholeheartedly tried to trip each other or throw each other off rhythm. Lily twirled James a few times who had to duck, grinning to fit under her arm, and when the song ended, the couple was just standing close in the center of the floor. The audience erupted into cheers, and soon Sirius was dragging Remus out to the floor. Remus spent plenty of time on the dance floor or watching nearby. He danced with Sirius, of course, but was soon dancing with Lily, and later Minnie, who Sirius had insisted be invited. Sirius danced with Effie Potter, Minnie, and of course James. Remus was standing near the dance floor talking with Lily when they both stopped to watch James approach Lily's mom to ask for her hand. To their surprise, the older woman hugged him and they went out to the floor together. Harry spent a good amount of time on the dance floor getting passed among the many adults who he would come to know and love for the rest of their lives. Sirius and Remus were dancing slowly together later when the song changed to something more fast-paced. Sirius grunted a noise of dissent and maintained their slow pace, bodies pressed together. Hey, Remus interrupted. Do you know how to waltz? Sirius beamed. I'm lead, he said, as he laced his right hand with Remus's left and pressed his left hand into Remus's back. As they started to perform the steps, Sirius was humming to keep them in time. The faster song playing from the speakers was fully drowned out when Remus started to quietly sing along to the steps. What do you get when you take Godzilla? Step, step, pause. To the mall. The couple was in their own little world. Neither man realized when James snapped a few pictures of them, and they were much too far away to hear Euphemia Potter whisper to Fleamont, Oh, I'm so glad both our boys are happy. Much later, the wedding was over and everyone was going home. Lily and James were going to a one-night honeymoon and a nearby bed and breakfast, and their son was going with his grandparents, unafraid of snakes or bees. Sirius and Remus walked hand in hand to Remus's truck. Remus's suit had stayed remarkably clean given how much time he had spent with the baby in his arms, but Sirius's tux had been stained by a fistful of cake that Harry kindly applied to the collar. It was no matter, Remus thought, as he soon would be helping Sirius out of that suit. What are you thinking about? Sirius prompted. You, Remus replied honestly. Sirius laughed, squeezing Remus's hand three times. Anything else? Yeah, actually, Remus said. I've been thinking about my book a fair bit today, during the wedding. Oh yeah? Sirius asked. His boyfriend was genuinely interested in Remus's writing and had quickly become Remus's number one fan, supplying both motivation and praise. What part of the book? Remus stopped walking to smile at Sirius. He pulled him in for a slow and leisurely kiss before finally pulling back to answer his question. I think I want it to have a happy ending. What do you get when you take Godzilla to the mall? It scares all the children and treads all the pillows and knocks over walls. His emerald eyes, they sparkle and shine as he eats the food court and steals half my fries. That's what you get when you take Godzilla to them all. 
to meet your mom He rings the bell and she looks out the window Calls the cops I try to explain that he's mostly tame As long as there's pizza and video games That's what you get when you take Godzilla To meet your mom fall in love.